know it, you love it. It's time for part three of Geeksters. And welcome to episode 155, part three of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. <laughs> How you doing, everybody? Uh, so yeah, so this is part three where Ed brings us the world of news yes. and nerd culture. Um, pop culture, too. But I actually have a news article, too, that on those human to do it narrative, we should I wait till the end? Hmm, I don't know. Uh, well, well, you know what? Let's do it at the end, because I got a joke I want to say, and I want to see if it's funny, because you know me, I laugh at anything. <laughs> <laughs> so I heard this joke last night. So wait, wait, wait. You sure you want to do this now? Because if it sucks joke, people are going to stop the episode. <laughs> I will do <laughs> no, it. No, no, no. Just kidding. What's the joke, Ed? <laughs> Did you hear the son's gay? The son's gay? Yeah, it's going to come out tomorrow. <laughs> God, that is so dumb. <laughs> That's what I said, God. but I still laugh. You should follow that with that, that with up with ah, waka waka, <laughs> boom. A friend of our show, Dave Sipon, told me the joke, and I kind of laughed last night. I'm like, that was stupid. He goes, "You're laughing." I was, I said it wasn't funny. I, 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 it's 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 a good it's a good dumb joke. <laughs> it's the kind of joke you can tell your mom. <laughs> You know, <laughs> just saying. It's one of those, hey, Grandma, did you hear the sun's gay? Why? It's going to come out tomorrow. <laughs> I don't understand that. Your grandma, it's because you're old. <laughs> I thought you meant S-O-N, not S-U-N. Be more specific, you bratty kid. <laughs> All right. So while you're recovering from that joke, you can listen to the episode where we give you the nerd news. And now I'll give my news article at the end because it just popped up uh, 30 minutes ago. So okay. um, we'll see you at the end, folks. And you're listening to Geeks Live on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Just search Aquanet Radio on those apps. All right. Well, looks like it's that time for nerd news. <clears throat> All right. What do you got this week, Ed? Well, last week we were talking about Ronda Rodesey. Rousey. Rousey? Where, were, were we talking about her? Yes. I know. I'm just, I'm just asking. I'm just being like, what? Were we? Really? <laughs> well, apparently she's uh, going to be in another movie. I heard. Yes. She's going to star in the reboot Roadhouse movie. <laughs> Variety reports that UFC destroyer Ronda Rousey will start. Rousey. Rousey. Rousey will start in MGM's planned reboot of Roadhouse. Flipping the script from gender perspective and casting her as the bouncer with a brain who is hired to clean up a rowdy roadhouse watering hole. So he's going. She's going to play Swayze's character. What do you think? I'm in. You're in. Yeah. You know what? I like her. Um, she's beautiful. She's tough. She kind of reminds me of the white Michelle Rodriguez. <laughs> um. Well, I mean, you know, Michelle Erkis is of Latin descent. If you needed a white person to coexist with that, it'd be Rhonda. You know? A bona fide ass kicker. Um, who know you know she can do her own fights. Yeah. Um I, you know what? Sure, why not? You know what? I would rather have her do start her real official acting career, not like these not these like okay, yeah, she was in Expendables three, mm. but she wasn't a title character. Yeah, she, yes, she was in Fast and Furious seven, but she was not a title character. If you're gonna give her a title shot at a movie, make it a remake. It's safe. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're gonna have your grumblers to go. 
oh, fucking, you know, you're ruining the classic. Because we've we've said that a couple times. Yeah. Um, but for her, you know what? Ease her into the acting process by giving her movies the chances are no one's going to go see. <laughs> wow! Let 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 her work at her craft. <laughs> oh man, what a swing! <laughs> Didn't see that coming, did you? No, I did not. I mean, because look, look, okay. Well, case of point: Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger was in a couple of films before he was in Terminator. Why was he cast in Terminator? Because he couldn't speak a word of English most of the time. Mm. You know, he barely speaks English now. <laughs> you know, but at least he was able to kind of learn how to act during those other, like, uh, Hercules in New York movie. I don't know mm. if you've ever seen that yeah, one. Yeah, yes. Um, Pumping Iron, you know, even though it was kind of like a documentary, you still got to, he still. Well, actually, the, the Hercules in New York, it was a voiceover. It wasn't him talking. Well, it wasn't him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hence my point about the acting. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so. It wasn't until, like, you know, of course, yeah, he was Conan, and then people were like, hey, you know what? The guy's actually a good action hero. Hey, let's forget about the whole broken English or, like, yeah, get to the Java, you know? <laughs> let's forget about that. If we put him in high action movies, people will kind of forgive that, you know? Because yeah. you're there to see the action, and he's a bigger than life kind of character anyway. So, yeah. Yeah, all right, let it go. I kind of feel like you take her the same way. Now, I don't believe that she's like the next Schwarzenegger, mm. but I do believe that she has, she's definitely more um, on par with other action star female roles than I would say um, the the other girl who was in mixed martial arts, Gina, Gina I want to say Gina Carano. I have no idea. Okay. Um, she was in, she was in that run cat runner. She was like in this, this um, they gave her a lead role where they dubbed her voice, too, uh. because her acting was horrible. And they surrounded her with, like, Chris Evans and all these other famous, like, big-time actors. Right. And her own action movies because she was horrible, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, you know what? All right, give her, give her Roadhouse. See how she does with that. And if it's a hit, because, you know, you figure her fan base will go see it. Right. I'll go see it just for the, you know, eh, you know what? I liked Roadhouse. Roadhouse was good. You know, I mean, is there going to be a blind guy playing guitar at the bar? Singing Angel Eyes? <laughs> they didn't, they didn't uh, yeah, get into that so yeah. right now, no. All but, right, uh, well, yes. All right, well, there you go. There you have it. I'll see it, but I don't care less. All right, go with us. You know what? We haven't done this in a while. We're going to go into some tech news. Ooh! Ooh! What's been going on in the world of tech news, Ed? Well, you know, while robots are kind of taking over the world slowly as, you know, as we yes, give them more, more and more jobs. Well, apparently now robots can write their choose-your-own-adventure novels. Oh, oh, that's not good at all. <laughs> if I go to the left, we take over humanity. If we take, we go to the right, we just kill humanity. <laughs> A team of researchers at the Georgia Institute of Technology are working on an artificial intelligence program named Schizorides If. I I probably butchered that he, really bad. He? I don't know why I'm looking at yours, but uh, let's see. Oh yes, oh yeah, yeah. It's a, that's a tough one to pronounce. You can right. say the article though on uh, Geeks, Geeks Radio. Radio. Yeah. Give us a like while you're there. Um, right. uh, that they it's can write your own choose your own adventure stories. Uh, initially, tests are promising, and Gizmo notes. Human readers found the stories created by the robots to be coherent and actually engaging. Now, of course, they are talking about uh, doing like um, 
uh, crime dramas, like bank robberies and those kind of things okay. that they're they're working on. Um, but they did do a test where they had like human writers do the choose your own adventure and the robots, and they found that the robots were a little bit more engaging. And now we're talking about the writing, actually creating. Yes. Wow. Because they know that they can they can figure out the beats of the story, the major beats of the story, and then at the point where they get to a choice, they can create a scenario based off of two different choices. Two, right, exactly. Right. They can in there they can rationalize going, okay, because they can think so logically and so far ahead of a normal writer right. who might get writer's block. Fuck, exactly. They can go, okay, this would be a natural progression if they went left, and this would be a natural progression if they went right. Yes. So <laughs> yes, so they're among us now. As writers. I would so read one of those novels. Though. I would, I would. First of all, I love Choose Your Own Adventures. Yeah, I do. My favorite kind of games and books as a kid. Um, but yeah, I would, I would definitely want to check one out. Yeah, I mean, it's, it sounds, it sounds fascinating just to see. I mean, now, now in corporate, okay, now this is me going. Let's take a flight of fancy, Ed. Imagine you incorporate them, be able to do that writing into a programming visual basic kind of mm-hmm. idea. And they can start creating choose your own adventure video games where you are virtual reality into those systems and that your decisions have been already pre-altered. Like if you go right, this is how your story is going to go because a computer has already mapped it out which way you should go. Uh-huh. Could you imagine that? <laughs> Slapping on a pair of goggles, walking into a computer, a computer designed, created virtual reality. virtual reality that's designed by an actual computer. That's kind of creepy, <laughs> You did not play the game right. Zap. The only way to win is not to play. <laughs> okay, Whopper. <laughs> All right, what else you got there coming out there? Some more tech news. Oh, look at you. NASA is hovering, the, using hoverboard technology to build its own tractor beam for satellites. Oh, yeah. Please please explain, O-Tech One. (laughs) Well, of course, the um, hoverboard was created like this year. Yeah, thanks, Alexis. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It was called, uh, actually, the company's called Arapax. RxPax. I just want to say something. I just want to completely derail you on this story. Of course. If you know it, the reason why they have the hoverboard, and I also saw an article too that the self-lacing Nike sneakers are coming out this year, later this year too. Yeah, it's amazing that it took, like, okay, it takes a movie, Back <laughs> to the Future Two, to get these people motivated. Uh huh. Where is that motivation on a normal basis? <laughs> like, like the hoverboard, you could have had maybe like five years ago, right? You know. Well, that's the thing. Like, like. Like, I remember the story. I can't remember the gentleman's name, and I, I, I feel bad for it. But the guy who created, uh, for airports, the uh, technology that's to have airplanes, to track airplanes for air traffic controllers okay. coming in and out of the airport to track those planes, was designed in in our area. Oh, really? Yes. Many, many, many years ago. Okay. Decades ago. Okay? Okay. And I met the gentleman. He was, very old, he was a very old man. Had dinner with him. Fascinating man. Um, but he was telling me the story of how they how they created how they came up with the idea. A salesman went to midgets. <laughs> it's not that okay. It's not it's not that great. Oh, okay, there I go. You just you just put on a high pedestal uh, that we cannot reach. I'm sorry. How did it happen, Ed? 
the salesman went to airports, like to a the convention of airports, mm-hmm. and met, said, what if we could design a way for a screen that you could see where blips would come up with information of the plane, like what plane number it was, where what destination it was coming from, like how it was coming in approach or how it was kind leaving. Kind of modern GPS. Right. And, and, peop- and the airports are like, sign us up. Well, we, right. we want this technology. So he said, great. So he made like all these orders and he went back to the company and he goes, hey, I got this great idea. We're going to make the system. You know, he's telling about the telling right, us to yeah. these these, these uh, engineers, and the engineers like that's awesome. Like, who makes it? And he goes, "We are." Uh, <laughs> so they had to come up with the, the design yeah. of of this technology for airports to you know track planes. So that's the kind of like way of like how like technology has to be done. It's the fact is is that if I gave you a problem, if I gave you this is what I want, like, and you were an engineer, you would have to come up with how you would you do right. that. And that's the whole idea. It's like engineers are great at designing things, but I don't think they can go. No one has. No engineer has a great idea. Well, that, <laughs> I mean, like, you know, like like they have a great idea when there's a problem or when there's a right. you know type of thing. It's not they're sitting at home and going hoverboards. Yeah, that's what we need. Yeah, you know, yeah. like you know, like you know, wireless technology. You know, they're like, not. They're not all Reed Richards, is what you're saying. Exactly. Gotcha. You know, they're not. They're not designing stuff that's like. I'm going to design 50 million things. I think engineers, when they or when those people go to school for engineering, they have those ideas like I'm going to build something that's right. going to revolutionize delusions of grandeur. Going yeah, in. exactly. And then you come out and you're going, you know, because pe- pe- investors are going to go, how am I going to like if you can't if you can't build it or if you can't if you build a prototype and it's not that great, then how am I going to invest in something like this right. and take the chance? And that's the problem with, with, with the world today. But when you see it in a movie and everybody goes, I want that! <laughs> I want a hoverboard! What? God damn it, make it! I want my shoelaces because they fucking get untied when I step on the, the, the loop properly <laughs> and my buddy ears flop down and they become apart and then it's a problem! I want, I want those laces that they have in this movie. This is awesome. At work, actually, kid came in on the, that mini Segway. Yeah. They just stand in and just, you know, they don't have the little hand things. They just move with their legs. Yeah. He came in with it, yeah. riding around the store, and I'm like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. It's all just completely awesome. I was like, I don't know if I have the ability to do it because I'm just going, that looks like a lot of coordination. I don't know if I'm that coordinated. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, like, I'm, I'm dying to try, though. But I mean, like that's the thing. Like, if 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 you had something where it was like this, um, like Star Trek. I mean, that's let's 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 really go back to the whole basis. Six sure. Star Trek and that communicator, and people uh-huh. developed cell phones, those flip phones, yeah. based off of Star Trek technology. It was because everybody saw Star Trek and go, "I want that, I want that." You right. know, like type of thing. Where you, if you if I go, you know what? I have a design that it's you'll never slip on a floor. Like if it gets wet, you'll never slip on the floor. Uh-huh. You'd be like, so what? Like, yeah. you know, like, big yeah. deal. And then you see a movie where this guy's holding this cake and he's, like, <laughs> juggling around. And this non-slip four, they, they, they write it into the script and he never falls. I'm like, oh, my God, you know what? I really need one of those because, you know, how many times I'm holding too much of my too much stuff in my hands. <laughs> I slip and fall almost break my neck. I mean, I would be, like, it would be great for the restaurant business. Right. I, I Well, I mean, I think the only reason why we have self-parking cars is because of Minority Report. Exactly. You know? <laughs> these people see this and are like, oh, my God. And then it, it generates a buzz. Like, like, can they make that technology? Is, is that really in existence? You know, like James Bond. When you see those James Bond gadgets, it's so awesome. Yeah. And then, of course, when Daniel Craig came out with those James Bond films and people go, well, there wasn't really any cool gadgets. I'm like, 
Yeah, because we have them already. That's right. Your your, your phone is your cool gadget. That's exactly. Like, yeah. like like he did like the the cell phone. He was taking pictures yeah. of Conum Salas, and he was sending it to somebody, and they were finding out information about these people he's taking pictures of. And it's like we could do that already. Like <laughs> yeah. that's already here. Flying car. We did it. <laughs> You know, <laughs> flamethrowers got it. You know, like yeah, you know. So that's the thing. I mean, like those futuristic shows and that technology. It's like, yeah, because people saw it and they were in awe with it. And yeah. like, it's it's like something that they'll never think will actually happen is now fruition. So this this hoverboard, NASA found a use for it. So that's uh, you know. so to kind of use tractor beams. How does it work? Basically, it's the the magnetic um uh, uh design of it because like, it's it's most mostly uh. It's electromagnetic fields. Fields, right. So they can create those fields in space, and it's not for large satellites. It's only for small satellites, for right. the, for a lot of scientific projects that are out there in satellite form. Sure, until we get a chance to make it bigger. Exactly. So they're they're working that out where they can – and they feel that they can bring it in and actually not cause damage to the satellite because – Because you're, you're just you're... – If you're grabbing hold and you don't grab hold of that satellite incorrectly, you could actually crush it. Right, but if it's a, if it's a stasis field – of electromagnetic energy, it's a safe, self-contained unit, and it can help pull it into the into the bay. Oh my God! When did you become smart? <laughs> <laughs> I've always been smart. I just only whip it out when I have to. <laughs> I only pull. Excuse out. me while I whip this out. <laughs> I only pull out enough to win, Ed. <laughs> right, what else you got? All right, one last piece of tech news, and we'll move on to something else. Apple has released a new iPad Mini 4. Oh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Apparently, it was quietly revealed that the iPad Mini 4, which is as powerful as the iPad Air 2, but in mini enclosure. So it's like a smaller version of the iPad Air 2. I know you're like, why <sighs> am I bringing this up? Who no, cares? No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, obviously, it's the... Here we go. It's uh, every year Apple seems to want to dish out some new old technology. Like, hey, here's here's iPad Mini Four, right? And here's your i iPhone. Uh, they're also heard they're coming out with a uh, a Mac screen too. One. Uh, uh, anyway, head. Well, that's that's all I have. You know, it's it's uh, going to be three hundred ninety nine dollars. It's going to weigh a little over a half a pound. Um, and, uh, it's got this, like I said, same guts as the iPad Air 2, but just in smaller form. And, uh, of course they, they've give you, and then they have a new pricing scale for your iPads here. So I, the iPad mini two is going to be 269. The four is going to be 399. The air iPad air is going to be 399. So if you want, if you want a little bit larger, you can get the same one for the same price. The iPad air two is 499 and the iPad pro is $800. That's, I think the iPad Pro is the one with the big screen. Yeah, it's a huge screen. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Uh, I mean, okay. I all also right. read an article. Are they coming out with the iP- uh, the pencil? You know, it does not say. They're still working on it. On like a stylus thing? Anyway, yeah, whatever. Whatever. What else you got there, Ed? This one, I think, will bring you back into the fold here. I wasn't I wasn't away, Ed. I mean, I'm not going to be honest. I'll be honest. The iPad Air thing was kind of like, Ah, all right, business as usual for Apple, apparently. Yeah, but all right, but I was still with you. What up? But is this going to wow me? Yes, I think this will wow you. This, this is going to wow me. This is this. Oh no, I'm kind of hard to wow. This is this is something that I think like in your mind you always wanted to see on the big screen, but never thought it would happen. 
of, of camera of Earth 4, me and Allie Larder. <laughs> I, was I close? <laughs> no. Oh, all right. Well, what is it? Boy, you're so tough. <laughs> what is it? Uh, well, apparently... There's talks about Godzilla and King Kong facing off. Oh, snap! No way! Yes. Oh, I'm in! (laughs) Oh, if if people who go see our Geeksters Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, why are they liking? What's what's our cover page? (laughs) Godzilla and and King Kong throwing down. There you go. I'm ahead of the the curve, Yes. So apparently Legendary Pictures is shifting King Kong Skull Island to distribute to distributor Warner Brothers. The reason it's because Legendary is working on working on the franchise of Godzilla uh, to, to direct under the same umbrella as uh, uh, King Kong. So basically, they think that Skull Island is going to be a prequel to the King Kong Godzilla mashup, and of course they're working on a Godzilla two, which will kind of put the you know. Oh, I know Godzilla two is supposed to have more monsters. Yes, and then. And and Guillermo del Toro actually said that he would love to have Godzilla in Pacific Rim series. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> the, the the little the fucking ten year old boy in me is going, oh my god, this is awesome! Legendary is now in working working on the rights or working on con- working uh, right contracts basically trying to get the rights for the film. From the Japanese space uh, Toho, uh, the people that right, uh, have the whole the movie, yes, of Godzilla. So they're they're working on it right now to get it together to to bring. Oh in man, I, before I die, I want to see a remake of Godzilla vs King Kong. So fucking bad. <laughs> I loved that movie as a kid. Loved it just to see the two of them, two icons of it's it's better than Freddy vs Jason. <laughs> I mean, let's face it, Freddy vs. Jason was just an homage to King Kong vs. Godzilla, just in small, creepy versions. Because when I was a kid, you had Godzilla kicking ass and taking names. You had King Kong just being the king of the city jungle. Just, you know, poor guy. It was beauty that killed the beast. You know? So why not get the two of them and a throw down for all ages? Oh! I'm so in. I'm, take my money now. I'm buying five tickets. All right. Flat out in IMAX 3D smell-o-vision. I don't give a shit. (laughs) Take my fucking money now. (laughs) Godzilla! (laughs) King Kong! Just going at it. Can you imagine the levels of destruction that would be... Rampage the live-action movie. There you go. Oh, I'm in. (laughs) Good article. You sucked me back in. Oh, what else? It's, this is better than the me and Ali Lardy, Ali Larder story of Earth Four. <laughs> All right, now I sucked you back in. All right, what else? I'm not going to suck you back out. What? Transformers Five. Oh, I'm out. I'm done. Story may split into two directions. Oh yeah, from bad to worse. <laughs> oh, what stories are they going with? Apparently, they have, they're they're working on it right now. Of course, Michael Bay is focusing his energy on the true life action drama, Thirteen Hours: The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. Benghazi, all right. Yes. Wait, Michael Bay is doing that movie? Yes, but <sighs> a lot of explosions. <laughs> yeah, okay, there'll be a talking car in there somewhere. <laughs> so, 
of course, uh, the Mark Ryan who voiced uh, Jetfire in Transformers Revenge of the Fallen and Lockdown in Transformers Age of Extinction was speaking during Wings and Wheels convention in the United Kingdom. A Transformers convention? Yes, a Transformers convention. Ah, look, look, I, I can't. They have brony conventions, so I mean, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. Any 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 subgenre of any kind of genre will have a convention of some sort. The storyline will follow Mark Wahlberg's Keg. Cade, sorry, Cade Jaeger. I, uh, I can't, you know what? You're a transformer. <laughs> You're going to follow my story. Where, where's my story taking me this time? And it's going to follow him and the Dinobots set to save Earth from impending threat with the help of a few help, help of Autobots helping him along the way. Right, because Optimus Prime said, fuck you, I'm leaving the planet. Right. The is other story is, of course, Optimus Prime. Glad you brought that up. Yes, because Optimus Prime is, of course, headed out into space in the last movie, looking to enact revenge on the people that made him. I think he he wants to find the people that made him. Yeah, and fuck him up because when he left, he was kind of pissed. And they think that he's going to, in his travels, he's going to find Unicron. Okay, you know. So if anybody doesn't know from the past, tell us, Ed. Unicron is the destroyer of uh, worlds because he would. To convert them into energy. He was the Galactus of Transformers. Exactly. <laughs> he was a giant robot planet that would eat other robot pla- uh, eat planets to fuel his desire. Yeah, exactly. F- to fuel him. Fuel so, like, it's Galactus for Transformers. All right. So they they think that they're they they're working on it where it's going to be like a Star Wars Empire Strike Back X where there's two different storylines going on at the same time and one you're going to see the Earth version of. You know, Mark Wahlberg and the Autobots with the Dinobots saving Earth while uh, Optimus, Optimus Prime, Prime is, is out in space. Looking for their, his maker. Exactly. Looking for God. Yes. Basically Star Trek Five. Yes. So that's <laughs> that's where they think the premise is. Of course, they say it's all rumors. That's maybe not true. But I, that's, I, I, would, they, I would. my advice would be slow down. Let's work on one good story before you work on two bad ones. <laughs> all right. I'm all for the Dinobots. <laughs> you know what? Fine. Everyone loved the Dinobots. Bring them back in. Let's yeah. have a little romp with them. Um, pff, that's fine. Okay. You know what? Gotcha. Um, how about we just take away the human element? And let's go. Since apparently the Dinobots have been there since the beginning of time, why not we actually have a whole movie focusing on the Dinobots in prehistoric ages? Like fighting other, like the Beast Wars. Yes, where you actually have. Well, I mean that that's. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because in the article they do talk about. I mean, there's like oh, all these possible scenarios, right. you know, kind of thing that they they you know now became like ridiculous rumor mill like right. type of thing. Is there an Earth Four version where me and Ali Larder are saving the universe as a couple on the backs of you know of Grimlock? <laughs> You know what? That was very minor. That only two percent of the article. Oh, right. so it was in the blurb. Yeah, right. Ali Larder and Sean Richmond and yeah. Planet Four. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, but they, they, of course, they were also talking about GI Joe's three is coming out in the release dates twenty sixteen. And that's when they cross over the two. Exactly. No. That's what they're talking about. No, not not Transformers and GI Joe working together to build a better America, <laughs> a better world. All right. I mean, G.I. Joe's an American hero, so that's why I'm kind of – you know, Well, just, they've, they've – you know, yeah, that's this, the thing. That's, that's a whole other conversation, but you know, if you notice, they've nixed a lot of that kind of stuff, like with Superman and with G.I. Joe. It's like the world – like uh, Now, if they do that, they might as well just rename it um, Team America 2, yeah. <laughs> where you'll see robot cars having sex. <laughs> I, I just uh, – oh, my God. Yeah. Could you – I mean – Okay, there there is that that 
fanboy in me that's way going, I would love to see Rock jump into a, a Transformer and it turns into like a giant truck as he drives away. Like, okay, come on. Like, or a, tr- a truck pulls up and you just hear, and out pops of the hood, you know, comes the Rock, lands on with a big X, you know, a big Gatlin gun. And he's like, ready? Let's bring the pain. And. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> I'm totally out. All right, now, so it, was, it, was, it was before even The Rock showed up. It was when the transformer pulled up. <laughs> transformer. <laughs> that was when I was out. All right, well, I was like, oh, I missed The Rock. He was in it. Oh, I'm so <laughs> Dude, now he came out. He came over with two Gatlin guns. And he was like, I'm dropping the people's elbow on your air candy asses. Pop, 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 pop. And then there's totally a, would have missed it. Then there's a truck behind going, if you smell what the pit stops cooking. <laughs> you know? oh. All right. <laughs> okay, what else you got there? News? Uh, well, Star Wars. Star Wars Episode 7 might have a post-credit <coughs> scene. Oh. oh. You know, of course, Disney. Because, the- you know, cause just to tease a sequel, because who knows if they're going to have another, another Star Wars movie. <laughs> Ugh, all right. Of course, this is this is all rumor. So I, I, you know, take this with a grain of salt. Oh, it's going to have us sitting our asses into the ends anyway. Because <laughs> even if it's a rumor and it turns out to be wrong, you're going to be like, no, let's just just in case, let's just wait. Just <laughs> try. Right. Oh, yeah, of course, the thing is that they're talking about. Of course, the next movie coming out of that is Rogue One next right. year. And of course, Re- Rogue One is more a a prequel movie. It's a super prequel movie. It's is, supposed to take place before Episode Four. Right. So that actually happening as a as a as a teaser. Oh, was, so it's kind of more like instead of like a, a of a of an epilogue to maybe episode eight, it's more of a trailer for Rogue One. But they do say that you know they are working on eight right now, and that uh, Gareth Edward is directing the standalone uh, movie. Uh, da, 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 da. Episode eight, yeah, yeah. So that he might he might have something for it, you know, for the end of the episode. They also say that it might be a trailer that we'll see for the first time. There might be there there, but they're they're almost saying that you're almost guaranteed to see something at the end. Almost okay. okay. Oh, you're almost guaranteed. Almost. So we're kind of promising, but something. don't. But but maybe maybe don't take us. You know, don't take it too seriously. But we promise that you might possibly see something. All right, whatever. We're staying till the end. That's so. kind of like a girl going. I, I might. Sleep with you if you take me out to dinner, um, but I guarantee We're, you, maybe I'll maybe I'll just, give you a handy just, in the car. Just deal with the fact that we're going to stay to the end. Hey, we're, yeah, no. <laughs> right, what else? Uh, speaking of Star Wars, Episode Eight's villain is going to be played by Belisiel del Toro. I'm okay with that. Yes. Can you imagine being we go uh, his character from uh, Usual Suspects? Verbal. Where's <laughs> All right. I I mean, guy. I'm sorry. The director of eight is Rain Johnson. Rain Johnson. Uh, Okay. Apologize. Rain. Okay. Rain Johnson. Yes. Uh, The guy who I mentioned earlier, Gareth Edward, is the The writer. No, the director Director? of Rogue One. Oh, okay. All right. Um, Benicio del Toro as a bad guy for episode eight. Is that it? Yes. Um, Yeah, I'm in because. It's Benicio del Toro. I mean, he plays a good villain. I think. Ed, Eddie. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm. <laughs> you know, like, I'm. I'm like, like. He's a hit and miss kind of like actor. Actor. You know, like Twenty Eight Grams. He was really good in. 
you know, usual uh, suspects. He was great in. Yeah, he was great in, in that little cameo of, of Guardians of the Galaxy. You know what? I'm 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 on the fence about that one. Really? To be honest with you. Yeah. Why? I mean, you know, because come on, that with the handshake. <laughs> come on. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, as the collector. You know, I mean, like, I don't know enough of the characters to go, you know, did he good, do a good job? Right, was, did he do the character justice? Right, exactly. I don't know. But, like, all I saw was Toro, right. I didn't see the collector. I saw him, and it was just like, especially at the end of the post-credits when you see him with Howard the Duck. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> and I kind of really was like, oh, I don't know. You know, and, I mean, he did play a Bond villain in... Uh, uh, yeah, Living Daylights. Yeah, no, um, License to Kill. License to Kill, yeah, yeah. but... Again, I think he was introduced, and he didn't. He's not. I don't think he's anywhere near the actor then as he is now. Like, I, I don't know. I, I kind of. I think he'll be fine. Okay. No, between I think Benicio del Toro should do a movie with the Gamel del Toro, <laughs> <laughs> and call it Two Bulls. <laughs> Two Bulls. <laughs> uh, what else you got? Uh-huh. Well, one last thing for Star Wars. Okay. Anthony Daniels. This is what I wanted to bring last week because I thought it was funny. You okay. Know? You know, because it's one of those type of things where I don't think old people get technology. <laughs> <laughs> so keep that in mind as I'm telling you this story. Back, back when I was RCCPO, uh, we used to have to walk about 100 miles to make a phone call. I don't understand this new technology. What you got there, Ed? <laughs> well, apparently what Anthony the- Daniels, the, the, about the, all the secrecy is ludicrous. And the, of course, the plot of it made him glaze over of the of the plot of episode seven. You know what? Okay, hold on for a second. I think he's going to glaze over anything because for him, it's hey, you're C three PO again. You don't get much in the way of acting range because all your character does is bitch and complain. You're a robot. You're not going to have any set pieces. You're never going to have that Braveheart speech. You're never gonna. <laughs> you're never gonna have. All we want is freedom. <laughs> you're never gonna. R two. Put me back together. <laughs> That's exactly it. He, your your character is never going to have that that moment in the sun where you can get like a row, a rousing woo. Like when Han shoots, you know the you're all clear, kid. Let's blow this thing. And go home. You as a person are going, fuck yeah! You know, when Luke throws away his lightsaber and says, I am a Jedi before me, like my father before me, you will never turn, and throws his lightsaber yeah. to the ground. You're like, yeah, there's his moment. Or when Vader grabs the Emperor and throws him down the well. Yeah. You're like, there's those moments. R2 had his own fucking moment where he gets shot in the X-Wing. And you're like, no! And you realize he's going to be okay. You're like, thank God. C-3PO just bitches. <laughs> That's all he does. <laughs> you're never going to have that one to fight. Unless your bitching saves the galaxy, you're <laughs> fucked as an actor. Well, you know what? It's it's not really so much about his part in the show, but let's let's okay. do the thing. He said in an interview with The Guardian, he said producers, you know, sent him the script and he thought the security was, was r- ridiculous. They sent him a, basically a script with black paper with deep red so they couldn't <laughs> photocopy it. Okay. So cuz basically they don't want well, any, yeah, they don't want the script to get out. Makes sense to me, you know. In today's world, yes. And he goes, of course, though, when he read the script, he got a major, it felt like he had a major hangover after reading it because it was so hard to read. Basically, the black paper with the red, heavy red. So he was, he was a little bit perturbed by that. 
And he goes, you know, when they when the first set of movies came out, they didn't have any of this like problems, like because nobody knew what the fuck they were doing back then. <laughs> exactly. This is the point of my saying. Like, yes. Old people don't get technology, like, and it's like how easy it is now to like get something. <laughs> like you see the script, you can get your camera to zoom in on the page. Yes. Click. Take a picture now. Put it, post it on Facebook or, or Twitter, and then now it goes span around the world. I caught this on the on C three PO's script, you know. Or, Josh Trank yeah. got into trouble for tweeting about the Fantastic Four. He had it up for his on his Twitter account for maybe five minutes before he took it down. Mm-hmm. Somebody screen captured it and spread like wildfire. Fire. You could tweet a naked picture of your ass. Someone's going to capture it and just spread it like wildfire. Right. So and of course. He said he wouldn't name the guy, but he he, he tweeted that he met this actor, you know, and, and, and the fact that Disney actually contacted him said, please remove that tweet right away because... That actor's going to be in the movie? Movie, right. And it's supposed to be a secret? Right, right exactly. I, so he did. He took it down, but, you know, of course, begrudgingly. Of course he, he begrudgingly, like, oh, I'm, I'm free to do it. You know, you sign Number one, nowadays there's the uh, non-disclosure forms, the NDS, NDFs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, two, just... You know what? Just stop. <laughs> like he said, the screenplay though was very good for C three PO, where where C three PO was concerned. But he said that, of course, to explain the rest to him, he didn't really get it. Yeah, I don't think he's ever gotten it. Uh, you know, like he is one of those actors who's just like I, for, when I remember him. He bitched. He's bitched about every single Star Wars movie he's been in. Yes, he even bitched when he didn't even have to be in the fucking suit. <laughs> well, that's the thing. He also pointed out, though, that he did admire J.J. Abrams using practical facts versus the digital right. that George Lucas used in the last three films. Yeah. Because he slammed the last three films saying it was, there was an overuse of the, the, the green screen and all that yeah. stuff. He bitched about that. And I'm like, all right, you know what? I get it. Your, your, your lot in life is to be C-3PO. Just accept it and stop bitching, old man. Right. All right, let's do one more, and we'll call it a night. Oh, uh, one more? Yeah, unless uh, if you don't know yet, yeah. I got one more. I got more, and All I right. just wasn't sure which one to go with. But I'll, I think I got the go one. with your instincts, Ed. Go with, go with your instincts. instincts. Let's move to DC. Oh, let's move. All right, we're going to DC, Washington DC, the DC comic books oh. or DC television shows. How Arrow will address the Green Lantern in the premiere. Ooh, okay, I'm in. Okay. Uh, as as the season three finale, uh, people who don't know, it I says did not know. he was in Hong Kong in a flashback, and his boat was going to Co City. Co City, as is and it, people know, the DC people know, is the home of of Hal Jordan. That's exactly it. So the season four will kick off with uh, fans uh, Oliver actually going. The, it's going to be like a, from the flashback right. of him going into Co City, and you're going to see some stuff. That's you're not going to see Hal Jordan. You're not going to see the Green Lantern. But you'll probably see the the Air Force base that he works at. Exactly. There's you, going to be a lot of imagery that you're going to connect with Hal Jordan in the film okay. or in, in the in the show, I should say. All right. I also heard too something um, that Diggle's character is getting a costume. I don't know if you've seen it. Yes, um, I heard about it. I haven't. The, I haven't the seen helmet it. looks very. Um, I'm going to say, um, Magneto. <laughs> to be honest. But somebody did make a notice. They're supposed to be bringing in Mr. Terrific into the Arrow series. Yeah. If you look at Diggle's helmet, the way it's shaped, the his eye slit and his mouth slit mm. looks like a T. Ah. So someone's saying that that's, he might become Mr. Terrific. 
Ah. I don't know. Don't hold me to that. Yeah. That is a rumor. But all right, you know what? Um, okay, let's bring Hal Jordan in. I, I, you know what? Okay, fine. Bring Hal Jordan into the into the TV show. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they brought Hal in, sure, just because of the whole Green Arrow, Green Lantern crossover comic book that was right. successful in the late seventies. Yeah, huge success. At least for an episode. Yes. Where maybe he doesn't meet Hal Jordan, but he meets you know shaky Jordan, Jordan, you know, like Hal Jordan's wacky cousin, you know, like. <laughs> You know, like, like somebody shaky Jordan. Well, you know, because he, you know, shaky because he couldn't. He, he failed his flight test because he's always nervous. His hands are always shaking. He's got you know, slight case of Parkinson's. I don't know. You know, I'm just saying. Like it's it's you know, like have him be. I involved. am not familiar with shaky <laughs> Jordan. I didn't know he was that uh, that big, packful of a character he in was, the DC universe. It was, it was he was in for an episode, like ah. th- three panels and. It was Hal's younger, you know, younger kid nephew, and uh, you know he was a little kid. And he was always shaking. He was always cold. You know, so they called him Shaky, Shaky Jordan. All right, and then as he got, but he could never escape that 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 nickname because you know as he grew up, he was still very thin, and you know the slightest breeze made him give chili, so he was always shaking. You know, and when he pees, he shakes his pees a lot too. You know, they call him Shaky. You know. Properties of that character is run by by Tubi Productions, <laughs> and then ironically enough, he actually becomes a giant milkshake mogul <laughs> in, a, in a DC twist. <laughs> you know, shaky shakes, not too much on the nose for you. It's shaky shakes. <laughs> shaky shakes. There you go. New from Shaky Shakes, it's the Jordanator, where it's you know it's a it's a mint chocolate chip ice cream milkshake. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh. You're kidding. Yeah, obviously oh. I am. <laughs> obviously I am. We try to make humor to show it. We try. So look forward to the Easter eggs coming <laughs> into the, the at least the the uh, premiere of season four. All right. So. All right. Well, um, you know, I think uh, that's a good note to end the show on. Okay. All right. Um, thanks everyone for listening. You've been listening to Geeksters Live. On AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Just search Aquanet Radio on those apps. Uh, don't forget to go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Also follow us on Twitter at, at Geeksters or Instagram at, at Geeksters Radio. And if you want to listen to the podcast of this show where we add bonus stuff, which we cut it up into little bite-sized morsels, um, you can download it at Words with Geeks or at iTunes or where else, Ed? You can also now download your favorite uh, podcast app on your Google device and uh, search for Geeksters there, and we'll be there for you to download or stream. Right. And, but if you've heard or seen anything on the show that you want to contact Ed about, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or if you want to contact Sean, you can contact us, Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. And tune in next week where Sean will probably have a movie review, a video game review, It'll bring the news, and we'll try to get some laughs in. And we're back, folks. Yeah. Um, before I get into the news article, I need to do, we need to take the Wayback Machine to a little over 30 years ago. Okay. It was 1984, Ed. Yeah. Miss America pageant. All right. Do you remember who won that year? No. Okay. Um, she's probably... I barely remember last week. Okay. Because she was one of the biggest... She now is, I would say, disp- it was kind of... Vanessa Williams. Okay. 
Okay, Vanessa right. Williams, people might know her from TVs and musicals yeah. and movies and things like that. She's probably the only one Miss America winner that made herself a she, career. She was the first, I think, the first African-American Miss America. Okay. I think. I could be okay. wrong. Don't. I, if, yeah. if we had, a, if I had a real computer, I'd be looking it up. <laughs> um, only reason why I went. But her crown was stripped from her because later that year they found Penthouse published photos of her being naked when she was younger uh-huh. like there were art they were really artistic photos and she was nude in it so the and and also a couple of like um fooling around with another girl like art artsy lesbian fo- photos you're right though she is the first black african-american all right look at me wow okay so it was 1984 the first black Miss America was announced. It's Vanessa Williams. She's stunningly beautiful. Well, 83 it says here. 83? Yeah. Okay. Well, 84 then she was stripped of her crown. Okay. Or of some point because of this, you know, of this controversy of her being in these racy photos. Okay. You know, and that penthouse um, published. Right. So they took away her crown. And, you know, it was like, but despite that controversy or because of that controversy, her popularity rose. She was on TV shows. She was on movies. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and she. This is a woman who has aged just as gracefully as I'm going to say as, as Linda Carter did. Yeah, you know, just stunningly beautiful. Well, according to TMZ, um, Vanessa Williams and the Miss American pageant just kissed and made up more than 30 years after Williams was forced to hand over her crown. Uh, the show opened Sunday night, so I'm assuming that you know it did happen yeah. tonight. Was with Miss America's. CEO Sam Haskell apologizing to Williams and her mother Helen. Haskell noted that while none of these execs were still with the pageant, and while none of the execs still with the pageant forced Vanessa to lose her crown, he still wanted to apologize for, as a quote, anything that was said or done to her in 1984. Uh, You might remember Williams was forced to resign as Miss America after new girl-on-girl pics of her surfaced. So, I mean, uh, here's like, I don't know if it's going to get through or not, but... Here is uh, my, my the apology. I think you know, as as an older guy, you know, lived who lived through that. Yeah, I, I, I right after this ad, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid IHOP. <laughs> no one cares about your pancakes. We care about the luscious beauty that is Vanessa Williams and those girl and girl photos. <laughs> All right. Now on French toast. <laughs> now on French toast. Okay. Hey, here you go. And I gotta say, in this clip, she's still hot. <laughs> I have been a close friend to this beautiful and talented lady for 32 years. You have lived your life in grace and dignity, and never was it more evident than during the events of 1984 when you resigned. Forced to resign. None of us yeah. currently in the organization were involved then. <laughs> On behalf of today's it wasn't us. organization, I want to apologize to you. That goddamn time. Give her a crown back then, douchebags. Thank you so much, Sam. Sam, so unexpected, but 
so beautiful. Um, I <laughs> did the best that I could as my reign as Miss America in 1983 to 84. On behalf of my family, my mother in particular, uh, Brian Edwards, who orchestrated this entire thing to bring me back, and your leadership, your integrity, and you bring this passion back to what it ought to be. Mm, I love you. I love you. I love the girls, <laughs> and I'm so honored to be back. Okay, so there, there you go. go. All right. I, I, I reason why I brought it up because again, she's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I also remember spanking to this pictures. So. <laughs> 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 just, just want to throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> just, just think of you bring some class <laughs> and elegance to the show. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I spank it. I'm sorry. I was a 14 year old boy. You were going. I stumbled across the path. Stumbled across it, and I was like, "Oh, hello, what's going on down here?" Exactly. I would have crowned you Miss America. Yeah. I remember at the time, I thought like as a kid, like even as 14 years old, I remember going, "That is a stupid reason to you know to get the." Really? Yeah, I thought it was dumb. I thought like you know. Like, not the Miss America thing. I mean, Miss America was supposed to be the whole thing. Her getting stripped of her crown. Like, all she did, first of all, they were just nudes. They weren't, it wasn't porn. Right. It was just nudes. You know, there was a little girl in that girl action for I remember, but it wasn't like, I wouldn't consider, like, I've seen some really bad stuff over my years. Yeah. You know, and looking back and going, there were, there were black and white photos, so they were kind of tasteful. Like, you know, <laughs> they, were, they were being artsy. Um, what? <laughs> You've never seen him, have you? No. Okay. Um, and I just remember, like, I'm like, okay, you know. I, I remember thinking, about, like, when they said it, I was like, wow. A couple things. Like, one, I was like, okay, that's a stupid reason to get stripped from your crown. I mean, who cares? You know, what you do, what you've done in your past doesn't shouldn't dictate how you handle yourself today or tomorrow. Yeah. So as, even at 14, I had that kind of attitude of, like, look, my past is my past. You, What I do with it and move forward it's a reflection on you, how you treat me. Right. Kind of thing. So even back then at 14, Ed, <laughs> and then, and then my second thought as a 14 year old boy is like, I need to find those photos. <laughs> now keep in mind, this is 1984. Yeah. Internet wasn't invented yet. So <laughs> no, it, be- it was, but it wasn't available to the masses. Right. I mean, yeah. yeah if you want to believe that, sure. Like, you know, was it? Ed? Yeah. Well, really? In the 1960s. It was all government. Oh, okay. So it was all government. Yeah. It was- Okay, so government workers were probably looking at it, but but it was it was probably scroll up really slow. <laughs> and if they wanted to print it out, it'd be <laughs> ten minutes later. Oh, I see a nipple. I'm I'm not sure. Wait, wait take three steps back. Oh, there it is. <laughs> I can't tell with all that dot matrix. <laughs> So uh, I actually started crying for that one. <laughs> actually, it's the nostalgia of spanking as a 14-year-old boy. No. Um, so, I mean, there was no real internet, as we know and love today. Yes, yeah. So to try to find it was almost like a Herculean effort. Because you couldn't just walk into a store and grab one and start from the three. You're 14 years old. You're going to be like, the moment you grab a penthouse, you're like, out? Yeah. I think it was penthouse. I'm not sure if it was penthouse or hotline. I want to say it was penthouse. Mm. Um my instinct says penthouse, but it might be hustler. Because hustler was, uh, was what's his face? Um, more of a guy? No, it was more dirtier. Yeah. Hustler, yeah, hustler. Because it was like Playboy, penthouse, and hustler. Hustler, Larry Flint. 
had the like the more raunchy aspect. Yeah. So he was always about controversy and controversy some more, some more, some more. So it might have been him. But I think it was I think it was Penthouse because Penthouse was kinda like the classy. I don't think it was in um, Playboy. I think it was Penthouse who got him. Anyway, um, <laughs> so you couldn't just walk in and go, "Hey, everybody, um, let me. I'm just gonna look at these pictures real quick." You know, like you didn't just memorize them real quick and close it real fast and then run away. Like you, I wanted to study them. You know, yeah. I don't remember. I, I, I kind of think I remember when I was a kid. I had an uncle, an aunt, who owned a deli. I want to say I saw it there, <laughs> but I'm not sure. Like, I think cause he had it. He had the magazine. You yeah. know, like the typical in the bathroom, under the rack. I think I, I think I, because when you're 14, or when you're a 14-year-old boy, you spend the majority of your day in the 80s looking for porn. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go, know, that's just, that's just the way it was, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or you could have been like on a bulletin board system, but pre-internet, you know, calling California because that's where all the porn right. was at the time. <laughs> the, the long distance charge. Yeah. Downloading a, a picture. <laughs> of the- There's the modem. <laughs> Mom, I'm using the phone. <laughs> exactly. You know, <laughs> so I was like, you know, V-E-S-S. Now you get this pretty much. Venice. <laughs> Couple of little clicks, click, click, click. Woohoo! <laughs> My fourteen-year-old child is coming back. Yep, Vanessa Williams. See, and in um, in what do you call it? In like less than. Let's see, Vanessa Williams nudes. Here you go. All right, see, find like, it, find it, found it, found it, found it, found it. <laughs> Here you go, Ed. Okay, some of these are, are fake, but. Uh, <laughs> Because I'm like, I don't remember that. And, you know. I didn't spank it to that. I didn't spank it to that. <laughs> I didn't spank it to that. Yeah, like <laughs> Vanessa Williams doesn't have a tattoo there. <laughs> <laughs> but she did in 1984. Okay. Okay, here's one of them. Okay. Oh, wow. All right. Um, <laughs> this might have been another one. Again, 84. There's another one. Wow. I, obviously, I'm not going to post one geek suit, but just search out. Just search out Vanessa Williams nudes, and you'll find it. Um, okay, that's fake. Um, I think I'm not sure that might be real. I, I'm not sure. I don't think so. No, no, it doesn't look real. Um, but it's good though, but it's not real. Yeah. So there, there. I mean, like in 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 a couple of keystrokes, <laughs> bam. I'm looking at. I'm, I'm I'm flashing back to a 14 year old Sean. <laughs> you know, keep your pants on. I am. You know, again, stunningly beautiful even today. Yeah. Like here's a more modern picture. Like yeah, yeah. Like, she is aged gracefully, mm. and yeah, it was penthouse. Bam. <laughs> All right. Uh. Vanessa, the controversial nudes that launched her career. Also. How to get girls and keep them. Xavier, seven rules that must be obeyed. Cigar liberation. Angry smokers are fighting back. Shocking exclusive. How a life-saving drug has been suppressed. This was, uh, you know. Yeah, so this was the April of 1993. Um, I must have uh, reissued it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, whatever. So there you have it, folks. 
Uh, I just want to bring that news. Like I said, I, I, I'm glad that she got her apology because yeah. even back then I was like, that's crazy. And especially when you look when you look at that compared to some of the stupid shit that, like, how many phone leaks have happened, like Scarlett Johansson and yeah. Jennifer Lawrence. Like, How many of our regular stars are taking selfies with their phone, their own nudes to send to somebody that they get hacked into? And it's like, oh, it's a violation of privacy. Yes, it is. But <laughs> you shouldn't. Think about it. Yeah. Like, you're a famous person. Like, if I was a famous person, I don't know if I'd be, you know, swinging my dick pics out, going, yep, like business cards. Hi, my name's Sean. Here's my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to Geeks. <laughs> so when you become famous, you'll be deleting all their dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not saying there's not none out there. Yeah. I'm just saying I'm not making any new ones. <laughs> <laughs> Balls get kind of droopy. Yeah. Get a little saggy, you know. You can tell how old I am by the wrinkles. <laughs> gotta, gotta, gotta smack around the goat. How you doing? Yeah. Get the smile going. Yeah. Remember those old click clacks? <laughs> click, 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 click. <laughs> so, yeah, so there you have it, folks. I mean, uh, that's pretty much, uh, I think, kind of sums up the uh, episode. Um, so, thanks for listening. Um, if you want to catch the show live, you can on Sunday nights from 6 to 9 30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Just search Aquanet Radio, those apps. And while you're at it, um, I'm sure you've downloaded this show at either Words with Geeks or at iTunes. Or or you can go to Google, download your favorite podcast app, search for Geeksters, and we'll be there. So tell your friends to go there, too. And while you're at it, go to Facebook, type in Geeksters Radio, give us a like. Or you can follow us on Twitter at Geeksters or Instagram at Geeksters Radio. Uh, but if you want to contact Ed on anything you've seen or heard and show, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. All right, so we'll see you next week, folks. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It though. could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.